Hello, Radsters. You are listening to the weekly roundup with Alex and Dan. Um, get those tin hats ready because I've got mine on. I'm Dan. And uh, I think mine is fitting quite securely and has done for the last couple of weeks with this research. I am Alex. And uh, well, what are we covering off this week, Dan? Well, so we're sort of spinning off a little bit from the conspiracy theories. So one of our listeners told us to look at the Mandela effect, which has now led us here. It has, and we've been scratching our heads quite, I guess, thoroughly over the last couple of weeks. We've been researching mm. this, we've been exchanging messages and mind-blowing uh, anecdotes, and we thought we'd share with them you, with you today. Yeah. So, before we go any further about some examples of this, um, do you, well, do you know, Dan, about what the, the Mandela effect is? Have you heard of it before we were given our homework assignment? No, this was the first I'd heard of it, um, but I knew that I'd, I'll get to it. I watched a, a certain film in 1993 and I recall a scene happening which is no longer there. Mm. And I'm not the only one to remember this apparently. So talk, talk to one of my friends, Kelly, who is a mutual friend of mine and Louise's. She remembers it as well. All right. And it's not there. It's not there, Alex. I, I can't explain it. Well, if you're unfamiliar with the Mandela effect, you'll see it closely next to articles around a false memory. It typically refers to pop culture or current event references. Mm. So, named by the paranormal researcher Fiona Broom, it basically is around remembering something that doesn't match with historical records, uh, which is on a large scale. So, this isn't just simply about, you know, misremembering some detail. This is a lot of people all remembering something very specific but Mm. doesn't relate to record. Um... Now, psychologists often attribute this strange occurrence to false memory um, around the fact that memory is not completely reliable and free of errors. So to give an example, uh, in the series of experiments, so I'm getting very specific here, um, Professor Elizabeth Loftus showed how easily, with uh, a number of subtle cues, how false memories can be generated in a person. So for instance, she carried out with uh, 24 individuals ranged between 18 and 53 years of age. She had a number of people in a room um, she had friends and family to give um, you know, stories and anecdotes about their background, mm. about the person they're interviewing, but then dropped in specific false memories around getting lost in a, a shopping mall. Yeah. Never happened. Um, but what they found was, um, after reading this uh, account back on the family members who were recalling this, this false memory on behalf of the person... 29% of people remembered or partly or fully getting lost in the shopping mall. Um, in two follow-up interviews, 25% of people still maintain and remember the incident, which never happened. And in fact, the subjects even provided more details than actually what was given in the interview mm. um, around the instance. Which proves just how easily it is for people to have uh, inducement of false memories and that the brain will automatically fill in gaps. However, that's a psychology aspect other theories which we like the sound of at least I do claims that um, people do distinctly recall different events or details that could be proof we are uh, coexisting in alternate realities or parallel universes Um, we talk a lot about rabbit holes Dan especially doing conspiracy (laughs) theories have you heard of time slips yes there's a time slip um, specifically in uh, Liverpool um, in a particular street if this is your bag, go and read up on it. It's very intriguing. 
Um, but this is akin, I guess, to, to that kind of theory as well around time slips. But um, I came across Mandela Effect actually a couple of years ago when I was listening to a podcast um, called Rabbits. Have you heard of Rabbits before? Oh, was it like the game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rabbits is done by the Public Radio Alliance. It's a fantastic uh, podcast. It's it's replayed as much as as, as these um, series kind of do, where it's replayed to you as though it's real, yeah. but actually it's uh, a scripted show. And it's all about how um, the, the, the main character, Carly, is searching for a lost friend and comes across this game that her friend was playing called Rabbits. And it transpires. It's an underground uh, Illuminati-esque type game that um, traverses all time and space and there's reference to the Mandan effect in there. And that's how, how I came across it and it's fascinating. But we are here mm. today to give you the roundup on uh, some popular Mandela effect theories. Yeah. So we're going to sort of kick off with the big screen. So um, I always remember Forrest Gump with life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid to tell you all, it's life was like a box of chocolates. Now in context, it doesn't make sense. And I did rewatch the the clip several times just for my own sanity. He does say life was like a box of chocolates. My mum always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Which is bizarre because he's he's on the park bench and he's replaying his, his life events. But life isn't over. So why is he talking about it in the past tense as mm. something that is continued into up until the point in which you, you pass? So it's a bit strange. Yeah, so, I mean, we posted this one on... On uh, on our socials and on Insta, Mark Jeffrey podcast. He put PMSL. Don't get me started on this again. So obviously he's uh, he's familiar. Uh, with he's it. familiar with it, and he's probably argued his case several times. And Sparky Puss in Boots. When I watched it, it was definitely is. Ah, so they actually specifically remember is, is not was. Yeah. Ah. We did have a little discussion about it, and um, I say in context, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but. Hey, it's there. I've watched it. Uh, in fact, when I when I watched the clip on the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube, what am I about? On, on the old YouTube. On the old YouTube. Um, someone actually commented, I'm just here for the Mandela effect. Mm. So I didn't actually realise this was such a big thing, Alex, yeah. until I started to look into this. And actually, it's affected me in more ways than I probably remember. Yeah. And to that extent, I mean, that's one example if you look at um, I guess a franchise which really does underpin a modern society Star Wars mm. Empire Strikes Back the infamous quote or oh, it's iconic best in Cloud City the very end well we remember it as Luke I am your father right yeah because you know that's the big reveal um, but Darth Vader doesn't say that to, to Luke Skywalker after he's lost his, his hand no he says I am your father Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. No. That's not true. Yeah, that's it. 
So if anyone's actually going to quote at you, Luke, I am your father, you can tell them... Get in the sea. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can tell them they're wrong, but yeah, right. get in the sea, even better. Get in the sea, because um, he doesn't make reference to Luke, it's just, I am your father. Mm. Um, which again is strange. Um, you, you could say that this is just, you know... Um, people misremembering or or adding to to the film to make it more relevant mm. because it's the character he's speaking to so just adding his name but if it doesn't feature how can so many people take that as given that that's what's been said but it's not yeah. it's just it's very very bizarre but yeah sure enough he doesn't say his name at all just says I'm your father mm. which does make sense in the context because it makes him removed as the parental role He's still the baddie. He's still the head of the empire. He doesn't. He doesn't care who Luke is. He just mistakes a fact. It's very factual. Yeah. Very clinical. So it does make sense in the context of the role, but we all remember it differently. Yeah. So yeah, strange one that one. But that's that's even in even in Star Wars, one of the best of the films. The second one. Um, yeah, bizarre. I mean, we got an iconic one, and uh, this blew both our minds. So. Um... What I tend to do is when we post stuff on socials, I sort of share it out a little bit on my own personal one. My cousin Kaylee actually said, E.T. says, E.T. home phone. E.T. home phone. Now, I couldn't believe this, um, and I had to actually go and um, YouTube it to actually see what the um, what the, the scene was. Because we, we, of course, all remember it as E.T. phone, phone home. home. Does that make sense? You know, he needs to contact his home. He, 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 he points at the sky. That's that's what I remember it as. Mm. No, E.T. home phone, which you know grammatically also makes sense because he's grasping the English language. There's some funny scenes throughout the film where he gets things wrong because he's trying to communicate with um, the, the young kids. Mm. But I don't remember it like that. It's, it's E.T. phone home, not E.T. home phone. Yeah. Um, it's almost like an advert for, for BT uh, which I'm sure that actually there is <laughs> so I don't quite quite get that reference at all but yeah it's 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 not the way we remember it so it blew both our minds mm. um, Jurassic Park so this is the one that I always remember yeah. as a kid so when I was at the cinema I always remember Rexy at the end bursting through a brick wall and it was only when I started to look at this right I had to start Googling it just to make sure I wasn't going mad. It wasn't just me. Well, you are, but not, uh, not specifically about this. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm a bit of a nutter. Um, but people do remember it as well. And I was like, okay. So if these people remember it, and I remember it, and I was expecting to see the scene when we went to see it last year in November, for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Didn't turn up, but there was a scene in there we both don't remember, which was the, the blood-sucking lawyer going to the... Minds where they were hacking up the amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that being in the film. No, no, same. Like, ever. But Rexy didn't turn up for that brick wall, just strolls in and takes out the raptors. And I was talking to my friend Kelly about this, who absolutely loves Jurassic Park as well. Um, she can't get enough of old Jeff Goldblum. And to be fair, who can't? Yeah. She remembers it as well. And I thought, we, we can't be going mad. If we remember it amongst many other people where's this scene gone yeah are we splicing into an alternate reality where I don't know it's blowing my mind Alex and this is a thing so there are there are some theories out there that um, 
there are specific scenes made and released by um, popular product ranges. So perhaps Burger King had released an advert which was endorsing the film, you know, like a um, a dinosaur burger, mm. and they'd done a particular scene to endorse that that release. Or I don't know for Duracell batteries. I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, and some people are saying that these this could be a case of you've seen the advert for the film and it's the kind of like a, a spin-off to that but it's not actually attributed to the, to the main theatrical release mm. but that can't be for every single one um, Jurassic Park could be it could be that you've you've remembered you know, a Doritos advert <laughs> where Rexy bursts through a brick wall and then you know he's eager to have a a lovely taste of <laughs> of cool original Doritos but um, so many people remember that it just seems yeah. a little bit a little bit strange is it one you remember or I can't remember that one but as you say Dan I, I couldn't remember that specific scene at the beginning where they're in I think it's the Congo or mm. um, uh, a rainforest and the um, the lawyer visits the the mine yeah it I... just seemed quite quite a gear change from the rest of the film because I remember we both sort of looked at each other like what is what, this what is this where did this scene come from again you could say well actually it's not it was not in a UK release because mm. we I saw it in video I don't don't know if you recall seeing the cinema down there. You saw it in the cinema, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I went with my dad and my nan. Yeah. I I didn't. I I saw it on video. But so you could say it wasn't part of a UK version. Mm. But it still seems very strange and it hasn't been confirmed. So where are all these scenes coming from? Yeah. And some people are saying, well, this is a clear example of where, you know, a certain version has been released that perhaps isn't aligned to our reality. Mm. So Kelly also mentioned Titanic, so we're talking about the film of Leonardo DiCaprio, not the actual event. Just to make that clear for our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, she says, the Titanic ones are messing with my brain right now. Rose slapping her mum has disappeared, and I'm sure that when the captain was going down with his ship, originally he was holding a cup of tea and a saucer, and it was shaking like mad. Now, I've not seen the film enough to sort of formulate my own memories of this. But I do remember the captain with his tea and saucer and it was shaking as the as the boat was going. Mm. Um, but I did look into this a little bit further. So some actually recall Ruth slapping Rose when Rose was doing up her mother's corset. Uh, or was that actually what happened? I don't know. I'm starting to lose my tangent on this one. Uh, some say the scene is no longer there. Again, could could be part of the production process. Again, mm. films can and do change on reflection. Once you know they've come out in the cinema, you do have various different extended cuts, um, and I'm sure there are many different versions of this. So it could be that someone's actually seen an extended version or one meant for Asia. I don't know. Films have been amended for certain audiences, mm. um, but it's, it's interesting that it actually affects or that comes up in one of the. The world's most successful uh, films of all time. Mm. Talking of iconic phrases, Alex, you've you've had the phrase "Hello, Clarice." I have. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Um, so Hannibal Lecter doesn't actually say this. I'm afraid. Um, no. The closest he ever got in the film to saying it is "Good evening, Clarice." Dr. Lecter, my name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? I am, yes. 
Mm. Uh, it's an iconic quote remembered by many. Loads of people remember it, but where has it gone? Or where does it come from? Mm. So it's a bit like the uh, the Darth Vader, I am your father, but... Really entirely... Mis- but this one's more specific because actually it's entirely different. And everyone remembers very mm. specific um, phrasing, which never actually happens. Um, Snow White. So this one, again, blew my mind. Original uh, Disney. Original Disney. Uh, we all remember Mirror Mirror on the wall. We do. Who was the fairest of them all? Which makes sense. It makes sense. It's ingrained in all our heads since we were kids. Yes. Um, but no, actually, it's Magic Mirror on the wall. Magic Mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Which is naff. Yes. Doesn't have the same same punch, the same delivery. A magic mirror does kind of make sense because it's um it's it's very in your face Disney and direct reference to the fact that it is a magical item. Mm. Yeah, in context. But everyone does remember it's mirror mirror and even kids recite it as mirror mirror when they're they're play role playing, so mm. it's very, very strange that that's that's consistent which isn't actually in reality what's what's occurring so on Instagram um, as I say when we were putting our socials out um, Dolly had braces told us to look into 1979 James Bond film Moonraker now when we were both sort of discussing this pre-recording we both remember a certain scene which isn't there um, but but very vividly now yeah. I'm not a massive fan of, of the film I, I won't profess to say that it's actually it's probably at my top bottom Really? Of, yeah, of all of the Bond films. I just didn't like the tongue-in-cheek nature of it. Um, too slapstick, to Roger Moore for me. But when I have seen it, I do remember the endearing moment with these two particular characters. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Dolly's appearance was extremely popular throughout movie history. Um, so she had the glasses, the pigtails, and many recall she had braces. Yeah, quintessentially innocent which is why it's quite mm. jarring compared to the the murderous nature of the villain Jaws. Yeah, so when uh, people went back to watch this film, they were shocked to discover her braces had disappeared. So major Bond fans claim she did have braces and her appearance made her stand out in cinema history. And as you say, she was the, the girlfriend to Jaws, the villain. Um, but alas, both VHS and DVD copies are void of her braces and fans there have been fans that have tried to debunk the theory so some believe that the sun reflecting from Dolly's glasses caused the illusion nonsense rubbish get in the sea and her appearance is a stereotypical geek girl um, which caused the idea of braces and the other Mandela effect for this is Dolly and Jaws kiss and her braces get stuck in Jaws's teeth which we, 100% that's what happens we both remember it yeah because it's 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 quite a bit of light relief in the film <clears throat> the whole film is just nonsense but specifically it's endearing you know she go. I think she she leans up for the kiss because she's quite short mm. and he's quite tall um, he leans down to kiss her and it's like a, a tongue cheek moment you know his teeth get locked into hers and that's why they're so alike, but so mm. different at the same time. But you're telling me, Dan, that that scene never happened. No, nope, never happened. Braces are gone. I've seen pictures of... Well, the, the, the braces are gone. Which doesn't make any sense to me, because that's... For me, that's what I remember more about the film mm. than anything else. Mm. But that scene never occurred. Never occurred. Now, I wouldn't... 
I wouldn't have seen that in any adverts because I think I was still too young at the time. I think it was late 80s, I think, the release of that film. Uh, 87, no, 79. 79, 79. So I wasn't even born then. No. So I wouldn't have been um, exposed to any kind of adverts or popular you know, cultural mm. references. The original film I would have seen, where have we seen that from? Yeah. And both seen it. We've both seen it, so we, we weren't born. And, and said scene has disappeared. I mean, not so much a, a movie reference, this one, but Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. So many recall a pre-2016 Oscar ceremony where DiCaprio won the Best Actor Award. Uh, they all remember his acceptance speech because it was similar to the latest one. Uh, I'm not sure how widespread this Mandela effect is because I didn't watch it and I have no memory of it. Um, but many do recall clear memories of DiCaprio winning Best Actor Award for Titanic. Mm. 1998 talk shows replayed his acceptance speech. I mean, some have debunked it and said, well, it's any wonder because he's been up for so many nominations, hence why, was it last year when he actually got his? Yeah. It was a massive celebration because they said it was a travesty up until that point to be nominated too many times not to. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, um, a lot of people have said it's strange that they remember him receiving one. Mm. Um, but those are the end of the, of the films. Um, should we go up to some, some products and logos next? Yeah, let's do it. Well, if we start off with um, Mickey Mouse. Okay. Lovable character from, I think, 1940s, 1950s has evolved to various films and... Um, got his own kind of theme park and is literally the face of Disney now Mickey Mouse doesn't wear suspenders what hang on hang on I'm pretty sure he had suspenders the official cartoons don't show Mickey with shoulder straps but people say the toys and the stuffed animals had him in his full outfit but apparently no he hasn't got straps either side of the shoulders Keeping up his trousers, which is the, the role of suspenders. Yeah. Not, not talk about the sexy stuff that <laughs> that um that that uh, ladies wear. Um, that'd be weird and wrong. Um, a different uh, Mandela effect entirely. Uh, inappropriate. No. Um, but I remember having distinct black suspending mm. straps. Yeah. No. Well, I thought they were red, but I seem to remember having uh either red or black with like a red disc. Yeah. Where they're joined, but no, that's Gone. not that's not a thing. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, Monopoly Man, the, the the man of Monopoly. Oh, uh, the the monocle. Top hat. Yeah. He, no. You're gonna tell me he didn't have a monocle. No right? monocle. Um, apparently, some people suggest that that's kind of confusion with a similar um, logo or mascot, which is Mr. Peanut from Planters Peanut Company, uh, okay. who does have a monocle. I, I I can kind of understand that, but I still seem to remember. I can still see it in my mind now, my mind's eye. The, the character of um, Mr. Monopoly mm. on the front of the board. So, yeah, he doesn't have a monocle. This is mind-bending stuff. This one is a little bit easy, more easier to um, to swallow, but to give you another example, Febreze. So Ooh, stuff spray. that you spray yeah, to get rid of dog smells or not very nice odours on... Upholstery and the likes. Mm, I probably could have done with some of that today. Um, I cooked curry before I came over, and I probably <laughs> smell of. You smell delightful. Balty paste. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Febreze um, isn't Feb and then breeze in the uh, wind. It's Febreze. 
B R E Z E. Now that could just be um, um, a pronunciation. Mm. We don't pronounce it the way which it's spelt. It's, it's pronounced as Febreze, yeah. but it's spelt as Febrez. 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 Which sounds um, very uh, European mainland. Um, but the last one that really features in this kind of category for me is again a similar kind of um, of ilk. Looney Tunes is actually Looney Tunes. Oh yes, I did have this in my in my notes as well. This one. So the conglomerate, for want of a better term, of uh, cartoon characters, um, they don't sing or have special musical abilities, um, but nonetheless, it's not tunes as in cartoons. It's tunes, tunes. as in. Come on, Dan. Let's put on some tunes. Yeah, uh, which I've never said to you before. Um, apparently, Walt Disney-based Looney Tunes of the musical series Silly Symphonies mm. um, in this universe, at least. But um, I mean, you can again misremember those very easily because you may say, "Well, it's tunes." It does flash up at the end of the 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 specific cartoon. Mm. It doesn't linger. You may just quickly misremember and your brain just thinks it's tunes as a cartoon but yeah that's that's another common one I mean there are several ways that it could be dismissed as well so media print errors typos yeah um, it also doesn't help that I remember this as a kid by the way Tiny Toon so T-O-O-N yeah, 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 yeah. Adventures so that exists spin off uh, had similar graphics to their grown up counterparts mm. um, Dolly's Braces again um, Shika Shikfila um, I think this is an American thing, so it I is, yeah. wouldn't have any idea. Um, but I've looked into this one for for Dolly has braces. Um, some believe it was called this, so it's about C H I C hyphen F I L hyphen A. Some believe it was Chick Filler, so C H I K hyphen F I L hyphen A. Yeah, so uh, a derivative on the Chick and the C with a K. Uh, however, neither are correct. And the company reputedly always been Chick Filler C H I C K hyphen F I L hyphen A. Yes. Um, so, so following up from the Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes dilemma. Yep. Um, TV wise, Star Trek. So oh, this right. one came in from Becca. Yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. It's an iconic phrase, right? Mm-hmm. Never said. Ever. Um, millions of anecdotes, parodies, and even clothing being made with this phrase. Um, but the closest we ever get is Scotty, beam me up, or beam us up, Scotty. However, Lead Sharp on Facebook says it was said in Star Trek Four. Oh, okay. So does that count if we're talking about TV, or has he debunked it that people remember that phrase because of that film? Mm. Well, I don't know how popular um, one is compared to the other film or TV as a, as a medium. Um, but it seems a bit strange that um, they would remember a particular line from a mediocre film. I don't upset anyone, mm. but it is a mediocre film. Force um, horrendous. And so would that really have, have sparked all of this kind of pop cultural reference and, mm. and interest? I don't know. This one led me down a rabbit hole. Um, so I, I used to watch a, a program called Ghost Hunters. I'm into weird paranormal things, as you know. I go on paranormal investigations, yep. looking for ghosts, spirits, as you were. Um, I always remember it being called Taps, 
as do many people. Apparently not. No, it's always been Ghost Hunters from the very first episode. So what's reference to TAPS? What's, is that like a, an acronym? Or so is that... TAPS was the name of the, the the company, I guess, that used to go around and do these investigations. Oh, yeah. But they always called the TV programme Ghost Hunters, apparently. Okay. But I always remember the intro having ta- like a TAPS logo. Yeah. Apparently not. It's, it's never existed. Mm. Gone. But say I'm not the only one. I uh, went onto onto Google, had a look. People remember the same thing. How bizarre! Mm. Um, so Becca again, who uh, told us to look into the Star Trek thing. We are the champions by Queen. Iconic song. Yeah, this one messed up quite a lot of people on social media when we put this yeah. out. Yeah. Um, apparently, this might have been debunked. However, it doesn't end with "of the world." Mm-hmm. However, there are two recordings of the song. Ah, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. We don't know if this one's true or not. Can it be a Mandela effect? But there is a version where it does end with of the world. Because I think most... most, Because I I do um, a hospital radio show down here on the south coast of the UK. uh, Monday nights on Chichester Hospital Radio. You can listen to us on on air, on our website. And... um, I have played that track recently and it's just the um, the instruments that play the of the world mm. but it's not said so I wonder whether people have thought in a previous um, chorus when he says it whether they fill in the gap and they hear it as opposed yeah. to, to to the musical instruments or whether actually they have heard a version of it actually said. I don't. I don't know. But that one, I think, resonated with most people on social media, um, and confused an awful lot of people, me included, because I still remember um, singing along of the world. You know, when we used to leave the student union down here in Portsmouth, um, singing out the way home. Mm. But an easy way to debunk that is, I was pretty drunk most of the time I was singing <laughs> that. So. Any wonder I'll misremember the, the the words, but a lot of people can't remember that. Yeah, strange, very strange. Um, last one from Dolly has braces. Um, so I'm not really a religious person, although I am christened. Isaiah eleven six: the lion will lay down with the lamb. Apparently, it's not that at all, and it has it is the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. Which are two entirely different things, really, if you yeah. listen to it. I mean, I, so I'm not really a religious person, but I always assumed it was the lion will lay down the lamb. There's so many references in the world, like statues and pictures, etc. Um, and it's always been taught as the lion instead of the wolf. Um, but there are arguments for both sides that there is 100% proof that the lamb actually laid with either or. But who's wrong, Alex? Well, who's right? I don't know. Uh, no. And again, I, I'm not one who um, who's up to date with uh, religious scripts, so um, I'll have to pass over to our listeners if they have a particular view mm. uh, or opinion. Um, but yeah, that one... Um, it's an interesting one because the Bible and other religious manuscripts, they've been rewritten so many times over the years. A good couple of thousand years for it to be amended. Could happen. It, it could very easily happen. Um, but one specific reference that people remember again it's just strange that they're transfixed on one version when mm. in fact it's something entirely different yeah 
Mm. Odd. Uh, but you got some world events. I have, yeah. I've only got one. Um, but again, this came from Dolly Had Braces, but we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Well, how about the phenomena of moving countries and changing geography? Uh, okay, do enlighten me. So apparently many people remember islands, land masses and countries in alternate locations. So when you look at a world map, they remember certain land masses being in a different position on the map. Mm. Or, say, more north than their their local landmass or something. Okay. So that's what they're referencing when they say that they remember things in a totally different location than what when they were, you know, they're growing up. Oh, actually, isn't New Zealand one of them? It is. Uh, along with um, what's doing around to Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, many of these altered locations do actually feature around the Indian Ocean, but some are not. So New Zealand um, and other landmasses around Korea have also been. Um, su- surprising and actually consistently um, so far um, raised as queries with people's memories uh, but so far the major location discrepancies seem to relate to Andorra Cuba Denmark and Sweden Korea, Japan, Mongolia New Zealand um, Poland, Portugal as I mentioned Sri Lanka um, there's also some interesting media references, but you've got to be careful when you're referencing media here because, of course, they're they're not supposed to be accurate references necessarily. Mm. They are the the point of the program. Um, such as the Globe in the movie Dazed and Confused from the film back in 1993 by Universal. Um, um, now there's a global printed map in that one, which shows a number of. Um, different locations. I think it's Australia's in a totally different position, or New Zealand is. Uh, and they could be just a case of they've used a very cheap globe. And I've seen this, the, the the clip. They spin the globe, and it's been slowed down, and you can see that the countries are in totally different positions. Well, if you've got a map of the globe and it's been stretched to meet a smaller mm. kind of um, uh, construction, as opposed to what it probably should be fitting a larger one. Then that's how you could mis- misalign the paper yeah. that gets around the the, the the actual spherical shape. Um, but there's quite a lot of people who all remember either in um, in school as they're growing up or adults of locations that simply aren't what they are in reality, and Sri Lanka's one of them. Okay, um, I have to look into that one. I'm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, and with with maps and globes, again, you've got to be careful because they're constructed for various different purposes. I mean. Um, I know that a member of our family has a very old um, USSR globe and refers to um, Russia as the USSR. It's a globe made for the Times, a political map. So instead of the Czech Republic, you'd have Czechoslovakia, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, So there are things out there that do depict different things for different reasons and for different audiences. So you've got to be very careful when you talk about that. But so many people member of, of the world uh, there's loads of threads out there again, you've got to be very careful when you're scare, scouring the internet but there's consistent threads where people believe or say to believe certain countries in being entirely different positions hmm. uh, subtly or otherwise it just it's interesting that people would, uh, are, are remembering that and it could be a case that they've all read the same textbook that was wrong or they've I don't know they've all got a particular poster but it just seems strange that so many people remember something very very specific and something that's quite categorically wrong which is mm. positions of of land masses around the world so that's one of them um if we talk about um harry houdini's death 
Okay. So the the, the famous um, magician. Um, it's popular belief that Hay Houdini, the master escape artist, died while attempting one of his legendary escapes. Didn't he drown? No. Nope. So apparently, people remember um, him, yeah, drowning in uh, on stage, I think, or, or something like that. Oh, so he didn't. No. In reality, Houdini died from ruptured appendix after get this one of his students punched him oh which is savage that's effectively murder or manslaughter I don't know what happened with that case Christ but um, what apparently they're saying is false memory could be attributed to a 1953 movie where um, Tony Curtis um, plays the role or depicts the role of Houdini's death as in a dramatised effect where he drowns in a torture tank trick on stage so it could oh, be where people okay. are remembering um, less about the event because of a time where there was, there was, I think there was black and white movies but it's more about you know newspapers and black and white mm. images and perhaps more remembering the dramatised um, famous pop cultural reference but yeah he did not die live in a live um, live stage act Ouch. or or in perhaps as I seem to remember also around the time of course um in a in a safe, mm. so dying in a safe where he was locked into a safe had to escape yeah. with it being plunged into water. Neither happened, and in fact, he he died by more strange and nefarious means. So that's a new one to me, being punched in the appendix. He died, which is very sad. Um, but yeah, he he didn't die by uh, by an act. Mm. I've got one on here before I close off with well the famous one that lends the title of uh, of the episode. But you've got this as well. So JFK's car. Four or six seats. So That's the question. This was the last one from uh, Donnie's Braces. So there's a big debate uh, if JFK's car had four or six seats, and the current facts show six people in the car, but many only ever remember four. So interestingly, it's the older generation that remember four, and the younger generation remember six. Well, I remember four because it's um, it's an open-topped... Is it a Firebird or something? Yeah. It's, a car. It's, it's an old classic American type muscle car. And you've got driver. You've got Secret Service next to him in the front. And you've got... JFK and JFK his wife the back. the back. Yeah, and JFK is on the left as you face into the car. <clears throat> and his wife's on the right. Mm. And that's the way I remember it. I don't remember then another row or a wider set of seats. No. Not that I was because I wasn't there. Um, but that's, that's how I remember... Uh, media portraying at least the photos so to to be missing two people two additional seats can uh, can pictures cause a bit of an illusion so you know we had, we had cars behind him and his CIA sort of looking after him I mean if you look, listen back to conspiracy theories there is a theory that one of them shot him um, who knows I mean it could be that I think the photo I remember is he's up close and you could say well that's taken from the person on the seat next to him not yeah. outside of the car which is more the way I'm remembering it. And as you say, it could be that, you know, when when they heard the shots, people had ducked. So those two people were perhaps out of shots and we didn't see them. Um, but I guess I buck that trend because I, I do fit into the old generation of people that remember yeah, before. same. Um, looking to this one as well, it sort of led me down the conspiracy theory route again. Oh. Um, so... As, if you listen to the previous episode, we did mention Marilyn Monroe and how she ties into the JFK yep. theory. Apparently, she faked her death, Alex. She faked her death and is the real assassin of JFK. No. Uh, one. This this did make me laugh. Um, someone did comment. 
this is absurd, but would make a great film. Mm, well, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. We'll see. Mm. Maybe we should try and uh, pitch this to someone and do our own Sharknado, but conspiracy theories. Yeah. It would be terrible, but... Uh, but terribly good. It would be fascinating. Mm. But if anyone was interested in the conspiracy theories episode and uh, is finding interest in this one... I've stumbled across a Netflix documentary series, so I think oh, yeah. it's like five episodes. Um, it's called The Family. So this tackles a widespread conspiracy regarding US power systems. It examines conservative Christian group known as The Family, or The, F- the Fellowship, and its apparent history in influencing the heart of American politics. Mm. So um, I'm probably going to jump on board with that one at some stage, uh, but we'll... Uh, We'll see how we get on. We might do a conspiracy conspiracy theories volume two at some stage. We'll, it's going to happen, right? Oh, most definitely. There's there's loads out there. I think we missed quite a few as well. Yeah. Um. So the one I was going to finish off with Dan, which is the title of well the 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 phenomenon and the title of uh, the episode, is actually Nelson Mandela. Yep. Now, actually, I I subscribe to this specifically. Um. Uh, now, the theory is named after the fact that he died in 2013. However, many remember him dying in prison in the 80s. Um. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't young enough probably to remember it solidified in my mind then. But um, when uh, when he does, I think for the second time when he's released from prison, and you know it was a fantastic event, and he's walking down I think one of the main parades, and people lining the streets, and they're celebrating quite rightly. At the time, it was a fantastic, um, you know, event for for African politics and and the likes. Um, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. I seem to remember he he had passed away before in prison, mm. and millions upon millions of people remember that as well. So this is all about where an event they seem to have either read, they seem to remember reading a newspaper article or seeing a a news um, bulletin or something. Announcing his passing, which is really, really sad. You know, let's not get away from the fact it's a really sad event that we're talking about. It never happened, but eventually, of course, did. Um, but yeah, a lot of people remember him passing away in prison, which does make it, I, I guess, it's still sad, but even sadder that he never actually saw justice and, and was released. Mm. Um, I do remember some reference to that. So again, 2013, when I'm, well, ever so slightly more older, yeah. and there is, um, he's obviously sent, since then released from. Uh, from prison and then he passed away um, I think in, in the comfort of his own you know, home and his family um, people are mind blown they're like well hang on a minute how's this happened I'm surely I believe him to yeah. have passed before um, and this is all about on a grand scale global scale people remembering something very very specific that never actually occurred mm. and hence then where the title comes from the Mandela effect and one that I actually do specifically remember uh, so when anyone, anyone says you know Man, Man, Nelson Mandela, I'll first remember him as passing in prison, and then obviously then yeah. subsequently a celebration of him um, getting out, which you know is is confusing at, at best. Mm, interesting. So yeah, that's that's the Mandela effect. We've covered quite a few from the weird and the wonderful and the wacky, and there's still quite a few out there. I mean yeah. this this was um, the quintessential rabbit hole. Um, and we want to get your views because we've got quite a few hits on social media. Did we miss any any ones that resonate with you? Um, want to do a volume two? Yeah, let us know any particular ones that you have heard of or you're interested in. Um, 
And you know, do any of them actually you know resonate with you? Or do you do you believe in any of these? Is it a case of it's um, it could be explained away with um, sensible and strange product placement and advertising? Dan, was it Jurassic Park as advertised by Burger King or McDonald's? Or did the scene actually happen and the film was, was not as it was released? Mm. Or um, or is it, you know, a, a mass misremembering on a, a global scale? Or is there alternative parallel universes and mm. timelines clashed? And say, so, this does tie into our conspiracy theories episode. So if you've listened to that as well, we want more conspiracy theories. Uh, we, we love a good conspiracy theory, although my mind has warped enough over the last couple of months looking into these various things so yeah maybe next year we'll touch upon these again but if you want to let us know um you can get in touch with us on facebook which is where we're primarily active um on the weekly roundup with alex and dan we are on twitter um, which i do a lot of tweeting on mm-hmm. um so that's at hello underscore twrad could be dot twrad just look at the hashtag it's fine um, Instagram uh, hello.twrad or we have Gmail uh, hello.twrad at gmail.com mm. or um, if you look at some of our socials we do post a link to Anchor um, if you want to subscribe and download that that's great but if you don't there is a link which will directly take you to a little page where you can record a message and we can plug you in to a future episode yeah, it literally takes two seconds just to accept the use of your microphone on your mobile device and leave us a voice message. And we've got a couple in previous episodes where other listeners have done that. Um, you are more than welcome to be actually be part of the show. And um, mm. as long as it's nice and polite, we'll have you featured in that episode. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot lined up for, for the future. So we've, I sent you a list yesterday of ideas and yeah, yeah, yeah. things that we've run it past. So follow our socials so you'll get an idea of what we're up to and what we'll be talking about in the future. Um, any any early tidbits you want to share with our listeners, Dan? What might be coming up? Uh, we're going to be binge-watching some uh, stuff on Netflix and Prime, so we want to know what you're binge-watching, yeah. where you're watching it and why. And I think we're probably going to be looking at some casting decisions that worked and maybe didn't work. So this is going to be quite a fun one to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, sticking with film... And looking at um, gaming films, so yeah. what what films have actually been based on the gaming industry? Uh, most of them are flops, but looking at what they were and why did they uh, miss the mark? Mm. Um, and then also then amongst others, also our upcoming anticipated twenty nineteen. So did yeah. an upcoming twenty eighteen where we had a summer hiatus. We're not this year, but we're still looking forward to um, autumn or fall, as our American listeners mm. put it. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, we've got plenty to look forward to for the end of the year. And I imagine at the end of the year we'll probably do an episode of our most anticipated twenty twenty, where we'll probably talk about films, TV, music, games, and such like. But All of it. A lot planned for the future. Indeed. And um, I just wanted to very quickly, Dan, whilst we're talking about our audience, just talk about who's listening. So um, we, uh, we're surpassing some big numbers on downloads and listens. So thank you very much um, if you're part of that number for, um, for subscribing. Mm. Please do subscribe. Um, smash up subscription button and uh, you'll be notified when we release a new episode on a weekly basis. But um, our uh, stateside listeners are exploding. So a big hello to our cousins over, over the pond. 
Um, we've got listeners in Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, Nevada, Maryland, but specifically also California. Hi, California. So a massive shout out to uh, our listeners in Mountain View. Thank you for listening. Uh, but San Francisco, Granada Hills, Ren- Red Ondo Beach, uh, as well as West Sacramento, Los Angeles, and Menifee. Mm. So um, if you want to give us a shout out, let us know um, what resonates with you. If there's anything that you want us to cover off, um, then please do get in contact with us. It's great to have you on board. Definitely. Thank you for listening. But for another week, well, I think I'm still in my timeline in reality. I'm Alex. Uh, I'm still mind warped through this whole thing. Um, I've been Dan. And um, hopefully we'll see you next next week. There's a barking seagull. There's actual barking seagull again shouting us in, in true <laughs> weekly roundup. Bugger off. Go and shout at someone else. I'm going to go pelt things at you until you get in the sea. Uh, well, uh, Petter or um, WWF won't be too happy <laughs> with what you're just saying there, Dan. We will not be doing that to animals. We love animals in the weekly roundup. But he does need to do one because um, we don't need more backing singers to this uh, podcast I might take a picture of him and uh, put him up on socials the third member of the um, <laughs> of the team um. mm. so on Instagram we had Dolly had braces and they wanted us to talk about there's just no need for that <laughs> how rude he is proper going something. Look, Look at him, him waddling on the on the roof. He's gonna... <laughs> and he's gone. Incredible. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be an outtake or not. Um, put in as and where. Some authentic sounds coming right now. Do you think they sound like the um, the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park? Yeah. That ah, ah, ah. <laughs> kind of sound. I have to cut that in there. Yeah. Listen to that. Hey, he's proper going. Some. We're having a fight out there. Yeah, let's close the windows. Get in the sea. <laughs>